Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Lori Talks. Today the talk is about the two times I lived in two different worlds. So here's this scenario. It was my last two years of college. I was in an endless cycle of mental anguish and misery. I had less than $5 to my name at one point. I owned a hot plate on which I heated my daily can of corn. I ate Ritz crackers and saltines. And between apartments, there were a few nights in the car in some very well-lit sections of town. We're talking Washington, D.C., Right there at 14th and U, 12th and T, I ruined my credit. I was already in credit card debt, and getting an apartment without a co-signer was impossible. I sold my car for $450 while putting money in the meter. Someone just said, do you want to sell it? I must have looked hungry, because that's the first thing I did is go get some food. And after I sold my car, I began getting about town on my bicycle, So I rode my bike from George Washington University to the house office building on Capitol Hill up North Capitol Street several times a day, passing the White House twice a day. And riding back and forth, I could really start to see the difference between neighborhoods, services, landscaping, suburbs, city life, riding my bike in the rain, sleet, hail, And I did try in the snow. It doesn't work. In one world, people had access to opportunity, education, lunch. And in the other part of town where I lived, it was populated by liquor stores, corner stores, and not much else. Living this way resulted in me having an ulcer, bald spots. My hair was falling out, tearful journal entries, a sad heart, and a depleted, torn-down soul. And then, everything changed when I got hit by a car. Oh, yes, right there in the neighborhood. Bam, I hit the pavement. So even though my life was at square zero and I felt like I was going nowhere fast, even though some of my thoughts were doubtful, bordering on hopelessness, and I was living in a way where I was struggling to survive, yet barely doing so, all I could think about was, no, I'm going to tap dance for a living. That's always been my dream. So I immediately stood up. And the guys on the corner, about four or five guys, immediately, Sister, lay your ass back down so you can get paid. That's all I heard. Not just once. But I kept thinking, okay, if I lay back down, that means I go in an ambulance. That means I have to go to doctor's appointments. I have to do it their way. And I just said, no, I'll do it my way. Because you can feel your body. Yes, I ended up having surgery twice. I was not compensated at all. I did not file. Oh, did I? Oh, yes, I did. I did file a case. And guess what? I was in the wrong. I remember the lawyer saying, so wait, so what you're trying to tell us is that looking at this diagram, you were here and the car was there. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Case dismissed. What? I didn't do my research. I was in the wrong. Something about passing on the left. Hmm. Anyway, what I learned at that moment is I was broke, but I wasn't poor. 
When I wrote my first book, Rich by Choice, Poor by Habit, I had to do the research for what the words rich and poor, wealthy and broke mean. Rich and poor are states of mind. Wealthy and broke relate to finances on hand, your net worth, if you will. So anyone can be broke. Broke is a temporary state. Poor, state of mind. I was broke, but I wasn't poor because all I could think about was, I need my body. I'm going to tap dance for a living. So my mindset, my dream was there to serve me at my highest good and to allow me to have enough faith in myself to believe. So you get my message. If you're wallowing in emotional doom and gloom, it's not a good place to be. You can slowly begin to change the way you feel by changing the way you think. Oh, you know the story about the two avatars, one on each shoulder? One is good, one is bad, one is evil, one is not. One is full of love, one is full of hate. One is full of envy and jealousy, the other one's full of compassion and kindness. Which one do you feed? Which one do you activate? So, of course, that's an analogy to the story of the two wolves, but it's a reminder that we have power over ourselves. Faith in your big dream, my friend. Faith saves the day. Hold on to your dream because the more you hold on to it, the more you're clarifying what it is you're setting out to accomplish with your life. Dreams provide direction. Sometimes they even help you measure your progress, but it's hard to know if you're making progress. Well, it's hard for me to know if I'm making progress. I'll speak for myself. But more importantly, having your dream helps you focus your energy on what's important in your life. And when you're full of faith and full of hopefulness, there's a willingness to not bail on yourself when you know that you can do better. My friend, where you are now is not as important as where you're headed. Keep telling yourself you have everything you need. So no matter which world you're living in right now, mindset is everything. And you become stronger and bigger and better equipped to handle life's challenges when your mindset is advancing your life in a direction that is serving you in a way that you want your life to serve you. That's only fair. That's my talk for today. Hope you enjoyed episode 42 of Lurie Talks. And with that, I turn the mic over to Mr. John Johnson of K-Sounds Audio. Hey there, all you big dreamers. Today's musical guest is Sydney Jackson. This is her song, What If. What if this was meant to be? What if this was our reality?
just disappeared And the dollar just didn't make sense Now what if love was the answer It holds a cure to every cancer to go back to sleep.